Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to But It Was Aliens. Ah, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we usually probe supposed alien events to decide if they really did involve aliens. But today is a special occasion. On special occasions, we probe more widely paranormal events. I'm hosting this week and I'm Kev. Alongside me is Granville Moonwalker. Today is Moonwalker's birthday. Because it's your birthday, Granville, don't be afraid. You may recall forcing me to do shot after shot after shot on my birthdays. Well, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. I think you'll find I gave you ample opportunity to not do a shot. (laughs) You did not. You just had to get the answers right. And when you got them right, I did a shot. We've recorded many an episode where you've just been like at the end of a oh. sentence, give you a shot. So you're clearly forgetting the fact that the last I one remember I was the quiz. nice and kind. With impossible answers. You were not kind. You impossible asked questions answers. about actors. I don't know actors. I asked you to, what was left and right on a fucking boat. It's not my fault you got that wrong. Port and starboard. Missed the <laughs> boat man. <laughs> Right, Mr. Moonwalker, I'm not going to beat around the bush with you. (laughs) The envelope you will find beside you contains a curse of sorts. Granville, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. (laughs) I have a little bit of important information for you. It is said that you should never read what is in that envelope out loud. Today... You have the choice to read what is in that envelope, a curse, out loud, or you can neck one of these lovely shots sat beside you here. I'm going to give you the choice I never had. If you'd like to make your choice. (laughs) I'm going to open the envelope. Your your envelope open. Oh, son. He's refusing the shot, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone not included within those labels. You know you got to read it out loud, right? I'm making my choice. (laughs) (laughs) The choice that you never had. (laughs) (laughs) He's done a shot. What made you do the shot? Turned it round and found that it was originally written in either Japanese yeah. or Asian. <laughs> Not messing. Let's take it back a Not little bit. Not taking that risk. <laughs> and introduce ourselves to a Japanese gentleman named Saijo Yaso. Saijo was born on the 15th of January 1892 in Shinjuku, Japan, and later lived as an adult in France for a period. Saijo worked as a university professor for a number of years, having previously graduated from the University of Sorbonne in Gay Paris. Saijo was also somewhat of a wordsmith, a Japanese poet. Saijo tended to write children's nursery rhymes and had completed about 26 works of poetry by 1919. 
Saijo is considered one of the world's leaders in children's lyrics during this time period. Before we continue, Granville, again, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. If you'd like to make your choice, your choice is you read the curse out loud or you do a shot. You will notice I've put a protection rule in there. Oh, so I either read it out loud again or do a shot for being overconfident. Ah, take the shot. (laughs) Any thoughts on that last section? Japanese children's poet? I've... I have a theory in my head already. Either one of these poems children would read out loud and mysteriously not go missing or things would happen. Right. Or something happened to him so he decided to put out another piece and cursed that piece so that when people read it out loud it fucked them up in some way shape or form <laughs> he put out a piece to curse a piece <laughs> peace despite being somewhat prolific and successful not too much is known about Saijo records weren't as good back then as they are now but when Saijo was 27 years of age, Saijo is said to have experienced a great loss. That loss is believed to have been a passing away. Some say of Saijo's father, whilst others say Saijo's sister. But regardless, a sad and untimely passing. Did that awaken his mongekyo? I don't know what that is. I know. <laughs> Saijo, like many before and since, threw himself into his work. Saijo had been working on his 27th collection, which was titled Gold Dust, and there was space for another poem. Saijo wrote. The poem that came out, though, was unlike anything that Saijo had ever written before. Now, Granville, I'm going to give you the choice. I never had he's already doing the shot before i finish the words <laughs> so do we think at this point he was you know how they say sometimes just to sit at a desk with a bit of paper and just start writing yep ghost writing yeah do you think he was doing that and maybe something took over and wrote through him that's a Possibly. Or simply because he was grief-stricken, the work that came out was not tainted, but... Dark. Darker. in a dark place, having dark thoughts, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd just like to rewind to your first suggestion. If you died and you were a spirit, and the only way you could <laughs> make contact with the living world was through when someone was ghostwriting, you could take control and control what they'd write, what would you write? Are you still alive? No. Oh, yes, sorry. I am, yeah. I'm living forever. Right. I would write, Greybeard is a prick. (laughs) He is the biggest prick with the greyest of beards. And this should forever be known. (laughs) I have a feeling what you'd actually do is Even if you're dead, I would still have the same thing. Draw pictures of cocks over and over. (laughs) This is your chance to say something really important. Communicate with the living world. (laughs) The moment comes and you just can't help yourself. Dick. That's Dick. Nah. I'd write, Kevin is a prick. 
<laughs> no matter what they try to write there in exams, Kevin is a prick. <laughs> a star. Kevin is a prick. <laughs> the teacher's trying to mark it. Yep. <laughs> right underneath it, Kevin is a prick. Literally, the world is covered, and then people are like trying to find out who Kevin is. <laughs> who is this Kevin that people keep writing about? It was, was he me. really a prick? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Thinking about that last segment... Yes, he is a prick. You've heard the curse of 27 before, right? 27 years old? About to be 27 works? Not to spoil where this one is going? I think I've just cracked this one. Anyhow, that 1919 poem was so, so dark that people didn't, or couldn't, read it all the way through. The poem simply disappeared into Saijo's collection and wasn't seen for 50 years until 1974. In 1974, a movie that translates to the title To Die in the Countryside, written and directed by Teriyama Shuji, was released. Shuji had been heavily inspired by that poem, it turns out, which was called Tomino's Hell. And at some point, Shuji had read the poem in its entirety. What do you think happened to Shuji? He then went on to write and direct a film about it. <laughs> called <laughs> To Die in the Countryside. <laughs> so, do you think people couldn't read it all the way through because they were used to his original work? Because someone and had then... written all over it, Kevin is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, clearly can't read. Kevin is a prick. Um, <laughs> it's because there's loads of pictures of dicks all over it as well. <laughs> Someone else got to it. <laughs> Can't think who that would have been. I mean, we've got the same idea. <laughs> so do you think people didn't read it all the way through simply because it wasn't like his other work, so they didn't enjoy it? Too disturbing. It? Yeah. I mean... Found it too dark. Same way that um, I love Al Pacino as an actor and a man. I love you, Al. But I refuse to watch the film Jiggly. Right. And I refuse to watch any film is done with 50 Cent. (laughs) You you can't stand 50 Cent. I don't know. It's not that I can't stand 50 Cent. It's just the fact that I rate Al Pacino at such a level above them. You don't want to see him tarnish himself. The same way that if you look at the works of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, people always put them against each other. They're both great. But I think De Niro Mm. marred his legacy a lot more for me by doing films like Meet the Fockers. Yeah, but he also made probably more money in that film than he'd ever made in his life. So he's sitting on his throne in his mansion laughing. Oh, he can be happy all he wants. I don't care about his happiness. I care about the work of art, goddammit! <laughs> I feel like we've got massively sidetracked here. I can't even remember where we started. Yeah, the film wasn't... The film wasn't... The poem wasn't like his others, so they couldn't read it. Mm. Um, what happened to Shuji? Let me guess. Something befell him once he turned 27, if he wasn't 27 already. <laughs> not quite, but you're not far off. He read the poem out loud. Did... Whatever happened only affect him, or did it affect others? We're going to get into that. Okay. Shortly after that movie's completion, 
Teriyama Shuji sadly passed away. Shuji had been 47 years of age. That is a young age to pass. Was Tamino's hell responsible? The official cause of death was liver or kidney disease, depending upon your source, but you can hardly write died of a curse on a death certificate, can you? Remember, all of this is taking place before the modern day, so I'd like to get your thoughts on what is going to happen next, but before I do, again, I'm going to give you the choice. I never had, and he's already finished the shot. My gosh. So, so, he died at 47 of yep. liver or kidney disease. Yeah, and I might come back to that a little bit later, but yeah. I was going to say, was he diagnosed with that before he made the film? Not that I could find, no. So it just ran or randomly kind of appeared or... Yeah, basically. After. Like I said, I will circle back on that later. The more I see the words Tamino's hell, the more it rings a bell. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the most famous curses there is, so <laughs> that doesn't surprise me with all the Japanese anime and stuff you watch. Don't you mean anime? Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anime. <laughs> anima. So, this is one of those things where loads of people have read this out loud and tested it. So we'll get into some of that as and well things have clearly not happened to them we'll get into that but we're jumping ahead we're not in the modern day yet you see this was all taking place before the age of the internet but eventually that is exactly where the poem would end up the internet before then it was only in japanese publications and you'd have to search through old library archives and even then people probably wouldn't realize what they were looking at they'd just die but eventually, the works made their way to the internet and were translated. Basically, a Japanese writer published a book in either 1998 or 2004 mentioning that if you read Tomino's Hell out loud, you die. And everyone in the town it was published in then, of course, started reading the poem and dying. Japanese students in particular started filming themselves reading it, allegedly, truthfully dying shortly thereafter. The story of that was shared on online message boards where English-speaking folk translated it. Now, once this thing made its way onto the internet, what do you think happened? This is literally one of those terrible films that came out in the 2000s um, where, like The Ring and The Eye and Ringu, wow. not Ringu, um, One Missed Call, Wow. Except this is more like the terrible Western version rather than the original creepy as fuck Eastern versions. So you feel it's getting slightly bastardised? Very bastardised. Um, I'm still not going to read it out loud. <laughs> but at the same point, it's just like The Ring where they say if you watch this video, you'll die yeah, within yeah, seven days. Yeah, it could have been an inspiration. And you could literally be reading, not a script, but a synopsis to a film or anything to me right now. But I'm still not reading that out loud just yet. I'd just like to add that this is a true story. I'm not making <laughs> this up. 
this little. I mean, you could have got it from like just a Japanese or Chinese film. There, there are no, lots Japan, of sources on this one. This little cursed poem has gone slow burn viral. People all over the likes of Two Channel, the old and popular Japanese message board originally, and then the likes of Reddit and YouTube begun reading the poem. This encouraged other people to do it, and it went on and on. The results were deadly. A college student read the poem out loud, and a week later, she died. Another student wrote an essay on the poem. That student passed days later. Users on Two Channel would post and say they're fine straight after reading, only to completely disappear, never to be seen on the forums again. Reddit user Misiko Caracozo read the poem five years ago, immediately before their water heating system blew up. They haven't been seen for five years. Reddit user No Presentation 6 read the poem aloud three years ago, got a migraine and then saw Tamino before waking up in hospital. Twitter user IDK I'm Hangry commented on a Folklore Thursday tweet of the poem saying that they'd read it out loud on the 5th of December 2021. That was their last tweet. Now, it's t- <laughs> he's done the shot before I passed him. I was going to give you the choice. I never had. So these are definitely not just dormant accounts. Clearly. I've, I've read them up. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they've just disappeared. So the problem that I had. Yes. And it only dawned on me while you were going through that. Uh-huh. Is either you want me to die. <laughs> <laughs> or you want me to die. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that's irrelevant, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, either you've read it out loud yourself, and therefore. Are <laughs> you doing that shit? <laughs> I mean, it depends how long ago you wrote this. Shit could still happen to you. Or you want me to die. <laughs> <laughs> you end up reading it You've had enough shots You drop down dead a week later I'm in court and they're playing this in court You want me to die It proves nothing I mean I could be Driving in my car later All of a sudden I go to use my brakes They don't work And uh, They come back to this episode Irrelevant There was no plot <laughs> So, originally they were posted on Japanese message boards and the, things like that. The judges are like, you made him read the curse! <laughs> no, I gave him the choice <laughs> that I, I never, never had. had. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Um, so, they were posted on Japanese. Originally, originally yeah. Originally. And they were translated by So, this someone. all took place in Japan, obviously, mm-hmm. and then it got onto the internet and was translated by English-speaking people. So, two things. Yep. Was it translated correctly? I will touch on that as well, but good thinking. Two, did Tamino die before people started dying after reading it? 
I may touch upon that later <laughs> as well, because we haven't really clarified who Tomino is at this point. No, we haven't. And this person saw Tomino. I so, mean, all we know is that, or we're, I guess from what we discussed, it sounded like Tomino is probably some sort of young kid. Do you... You say... It's just the impression that I'm getting at this point. Who wrote... Who wrote this? The poet, the yeah. children's... What was his name? Saijo, wasn't it? I'm trying to think oh, of his surname, yes. sorry. I've forgotten his surname. That's true. Because people are saying, do you have a picture of Tamina? Saijo Yasso. That was it, sorry. I couldn't remember his surname. Because people are saying they saw Tamino, but if you have no idea what Tamino looks like, how do you know you saw Tamino? Unless well, he had a name badge? If you see <laughs> a like, dead-looking, pale Japanese kid that wasn't there a second ago sort of glitching towards you... <laughs> I'm not going to automatically assume it's Tamino. Just Especially not if I'm in Japan. But just after you've read this poem about uh, Tamino... Oh, I've got no idea what he looks like. So <laughs> you read a poem about Tamino, and we'll we'll cover the contents later, but you read this poem that you don't know what's in it yet, mm-hmm. and then you see this person shortly after. You're not connecting them. No, because we have no idea who Tamino is. It's called Tamino's Hell, but mm-hmm. who is Tamino? Well, the- I mean, he was written by this poet, but did the poet put a visual to the poem? Did he describe what Tamino looks like? So I... Tamino, Tamino. Tamino could be blonde for a wiener. I'll show Tamino you... Tamino could be six foot five. <laughs> he could be four foot one. He could be six he foot could... five, actually, and you'll find out why later. <laughs> <laughs> could be three foot two. Could have red hair. Could You've look got... like Chucky. You're asking too many questions. I'm not. I'm stating <laughs> facts. We don't know what he looks like. So the fact that they said, we saw, I saw him. You don't know you saw him unless he told you. And therefore you heard him. It all makes sense. I'm still not reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Having been written in the throes of tragedy, it is said that reading this work of dark art aloud can bestow personal tragedy upon the reader, not just death. More physical symptoms that can be developed after reading Tamino's Hell can include, on the milder end of the scale, a headache, panic attacks, a growing sense of dread, in a regular heartbeat and death. More severe symptoms can include family tragedy, losing loved ones, for example, and stepping on Lego. Uh, see, I can't read this now. Like, you s- it's giving you a scale, isn't it? <laughs> like, you- if you read this, you could walk out of a door and just, you know, clip your hip on the door frame. Uh-huh. Might stub a toe. Might get hit by a car. <laughs> Plane might land on you. <laughs> Donnie Taco. Might get hit in the balls by a football. But then, for it to turn around and say, could include family tragedy, losing loved ones. So, what I'm gauging by this is that you want me to die, <laughs> or... <laughs> You want one of my family members to die. Your mum's been a naughty girl. (laughs) But (laughs) I think we've had this conversation before where you kind of made a deal with the devil, but someone in your family died, but you didn't know which one it was. You're essentially giving me this option. (laughs) So I read this. 
either you or someone close to you is going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll plead the fifth. Kev wants me to die, everyone. <laughs> or someone in my family. Fifth. And he's apparently my best friend. Now you understand why if I died and could only communicate through writing, I would write Kev as a prick. <laughs> Completely justified. Uh. <laughs> Turns out I'll read it out loud at the end, I die. <laughs> this this is how I come back and start writing Kev as a prick everywhere. The judge is in court making some notes <laughs> the trial. Kevin, are you guilty? Kev is a prick. <laughs> but I get off on a technicality because he hasn't said I'm guilty. I can choose when to I'm write. legally a prick. <laughs> right, we're nearly at the end of this probe. Now, today, I have many times given you the choice. I never had. But as you've been a little punk, I'm taking that choice away from you. But I'm a good friend, so I'm going to share the curse with you. That's right, we are going to have a little read together. If you don't want to hear this, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone not included with those labels, skip forward a few minutes, folks. This is completely legitimate. We are about to read the curse, aren't we, Granville? Sit back and listen as I let Moonwalker happily start this curse. This is definitely Moonwalker reading live. If you'd like to take the envelope, Mr. Moonwalker. I mean, you've got it here, haven't you? I have. That's for me, though. One second. His older sister, Vomit, bed blood. His younger sister, Vomit, bed fire. And the Tomina, Vomit, bed glass, beard, Tomina, fell into hell alone. Hell is wrapped in darkness, and even the flower don't bloom. Is the person with the whip, Tomina, older sister. I wonder whose blood is on it. <laughs> hit, hit, without hitting. Familiar hells. One road. Would you lead him to the dark hell, to the sheep of gold, to the bush warbler? I wonder how much he put into the leather pocket for the preparation of the journey in the familiar hell. Spring is coming, even in the forest and the stream, even in the stream of the dark hell, the bush warbler in the birdcage, the sheep in the wagon, tears in the eyes of cute Tomina. Cry, Bush. Warbler, <laughs> toward the raining forest, he shouts that he misses his little sister. The crying echo reverberates throughout. Hell. The fox Pinoy blooms, circling around hell's seven mountains and seven streams. The lonely journey of Tomina. If they're in hell, bring them to me. The needle of the graves. I won't pierce with the red needle in the milestones of little Tomina. <laughs> the curse started get me at the end there. <laughs> if you'd like to... Um... How many episodes did you scan through to get those words? I'll be honest... That was obviously you reading, but if I had have made that <laughs> myself, it would have taken me a couple of days to put together what I put together. <laughs> and I had it planned out to do the whole thing, but it would have taken me about six months 
I went through every single episode <laughs> and had it pinpointed where you said each word. <laughs> Allegedly. But obviously I didn't because you, you read that live. Yeah, so... <laughs> Two shots for being cocky, eh? <laughs> uh, I have seen that picture before. Yeah. That's a pretty freaky picture, to be fair. It is, it really is. But at the same time... It's one of those things where I'm looking at it now, but then if I was to, like, if that was in my subconscious later, that would freak me out because you just see that staring at you. It's the same thing with the Moomins. Um, If you've ever seen the TV show The Moomins, there's one episode with these weird little creepy creatures in. I can't remember what the hell they were called, but they had no facial features, just eyes. And they all just kind of moved towards you and they didn't blink. And that episode freaked me the fuck out. I had a nightmare about it at the time. I think I was only like nine or ten. So what do you think it means? I not. I was too busy laughing to read what the actual <laughs> poem said. Do you want me to pause for a second whilst you read it? Yeah, go for it. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, poetry isn't for me. I don't mind the odd simple poems, but this, it's too much. It's, it's definitely not a children's poem, no, is it? <laughs> it's far too much going on. I mean... So what... what? It, so his sister vomited blood, which, yeah. fair enough, I mean, that's that's not fucking nice. There's clear and, suffering going on with the sisters, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, his other one vomited fire, which, again, not bloody nice. But... <laughs> Would you rather vomit blood, vomit fire, or vomit glass beads? I'd rather vomit fire. I'm a dragon, say, to be fair, it depends where, if the glass beads are broken. I'm a Targaryen. How, how <laughs> big they are. Sod controlling dragons, I am a dragon. Do you reckon it's more a poem about illness? Possibly. There is lots of suffering and darkness yeah. in there. It could be about someone on their way to die. Yeah, that's that's an interpretation. And Tamino is actually the um, the poet. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, he fell into hell alone. Those around him... Why is he going the, to hell? The loss that he'd suffered, mm-hmm. they'd gone, and now he is left alone and feels like he is in hell because he's alone. yeah. Like, it's wrapped in darkness, flowers don't bloom. It's the person with the whip, his older sister. Uh, Some dark things are coming to my mind there. Is this, like, a child who was in a very difficult family background? I don't want to go into too much detail there. But then they lashed out as a result of it, and they're going to hell for what they did in retaliation? Possible. But is that spirit talking through him while he was ghostwriting? Or is it his writing? You don't know. We will never know, will we? I mean, if it's if it's a ghost writing, then fair play. Well, not fair play, but I mean, that's all this makes sense. Understand why they're a ghost and clinging to this earth? But they've got some shit to deal with. If that's him writing it, then I just don't know why that's written, and we'll never know. Your, I, I feel like you really retold the poem well, though. So well done for that. The author, Saijo actually passed away on the 12th of August 1970, which was, of course, before the poem was really noticed, so we don't have any records of its purposes. 
The history of this cursed poem doesn't really make clear as to whether it needs to be read out loud or specifically read out loud in Japanese. So there is still hope for us despite reading together live. We've also shared the poem technically, which should half the effects. I did show Moonwalker the Japanese though, which wasn't in the version I read. So if it takes seeing the Japanese whilst reading out loud, then you're still heading for trouble, Granville. How do you feel, sir? My elbow hurts. <laughs> like legit. <laughs> it starts in the elbow. Uh, <laughs> Your so, heart starts racing. So we've got a picture of Saijo here. <clears throat> <laughs> you feeling all right there, sir? Who knows? You kill um, over and die. <laughs> I call the police. <laughs> I, it's irrelevant, but come here. <laughs> Did he scrolled out on the floor? Kevin is a prick. Kevin is a prick. <laughs> they take my corpse away. Start writing the um, cause of death. Kevin is a prick. <laughs> and then draw a penis. <laughs> um. So did he release any works after that? Yes. Back to his normal self, I believe. So either he came out of his funk, or he was being channeled whilst he was in a dark depressive state yeah i guess so or maybe he had he had something to get off his chest now that whoever it was had passed maybe like you said earlier he's tamino and the sad passing in his life just before he wrote it what if it's a case of um did i didn't see anything on that but that's also a horrific thought in terms of if he went through anything like that, Tamino was the one that went through it, not him. Uh, that person okay. passing brought Tamino back, writes that poem, and then slips back to... The non-dominant. Mm. I, I don't have anything to comment <laughs> either way. That's not something that was in any of the <laughs> records I could find. I do have just one more fact before I summarise, though. That director actually died about nine years after producing the film inspired by Tomino's Hell. But let's not dwell on that. <laughs> In summary, we've covered Tomino's Hell, a poem by Saijo Yasso written around 1919. Saijo had experienced a significant loss before writing the poem, his 27th work in his 27th year. Saijo was famous for children's works, but the poem was darker than anything seen, and many at the time could not finish the poem. The poem vanished for decades before director Teriyama Shuji was inspired by the poem and died nine years after reading it. From there, the poem was published in a book warning not to read it out loud, and Japanese students of course then started filming themselves reading it out loud. That made its way online, and the poem was translated to English, where the practice of public readings continued. Many who read the poem aloud were never heard from again. So their accounts got deleted. No, I checked up a lot of the accounts that were mentioned. There's a lot more than I included just for time purposes. But there's loads of like Reddit accounts, Twitter accounts, where their last thing is, I read this out loud, and they're just dormant. Nothing's been posted since for like six months, two years, five years. There's loads of them. Maybe they just didn't want to. Why would you leave that as your last tweet? So I'm going to go onto our Twitter account and be like, I just read Tomino's Hell. Did you then look at their likes? Start, yeah, I looked at everything. Genuinely nothing. Last activity. 
There's loads of them. I think they're just doing it for... They just started a new account. I'm like, I'm bored of this social <laughs> yeah. media, but I'm going to go out with a bang. I read Tamino's help. Cut off. Hmm. Anything you want to double back over before we conclude? I would just like to state... Yes? That when you mentioned that he was writing his 27th works... Yep. Gold Dust. Yep. Gold Dust theme immediately popped into my head. Me too, and I really want to put it in the podcast, but <laughs> WWE will have our asses. They do not like their music being shared. Fuckers. Like Disney. That episode where we included the gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Walt! The director died nine years later. Yes. But was he diagnosed before the film or after it? After. The records, again, because this is older, this isn't hugely clear. I was trying to find out if he was like a raging drinker, for example, and whether that could have contributed, but I'm just not sure, Sam. So it's possible he could have read the poem and they were like, kidney disease, bitch. Yeah. Like that. Little Tamino walked up to him and just went, gave him the kidney punch. Gave him the poke with the red needle. And then, uh, yeah, kidney disease. So are you saying that it was a curse? I am not saying that it was a curse. But within this same breath, I am still not going to read it out loud. I hate it when you do that. Just in case. <laughs> you got to go one way or the other. None of that I'm going one way. Middle. We've already read it now anyway, so I'm not asking you to read it again. But if you say it's not a curse, I'm going to ask you to read it. <laughs> it's not a curse. You can play back where I've already read it. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon um, at the points when I've taken it from the past where you said these words, at that moment in the past, you became ill? Like, little tiny percentages of Tamino's curse hit you. <laughs> so essentially what you're saying is, <laughs> you want me dead. <laughs> <laughs> or a member of my family. Anyway... <laughs> I'm Kevin not, is a prick. I'm not saying that it was a curse. But I'm saying Kevin is a prick. You hopefully know by this point that I love covering dark paranormal tales, and a big part of the reason for that is because Granville often doesn't like them. <laughs> Granville previously disclosed on an episode that he doesn't mess with curses, and I've known for a long time we'd be covering this curse on Granville's birthday. When it came to reading the poem... I used an old, almost direct and too literal translation of the Japanese, which I enjoyed because it was even more bonkers. The more confusing, the better. But if you want a more sensible English rendering, check out the show notes for a link to David Bowles 2014 translation. There's lots of little corrections. For example, the bush warbler is a nightingale, but even then it's still dark and disturbing and I'm not sure which version I prefer. From what I could find, the most popular theories as to what the poem is about include Tamino having killed his family and being on his way to hell literally, and Tamino being on the way to war, or the poem being a metaphor for war. Another suggests that parts are mistranslated and that the original Japanese depicts Tamino as a girl living in an abusive household who wrote down all that pain. As for whether the poem's cursed, that's a tough one because I don't believe in curses, but I kind of wanted to say it was a curse to get Granville on board. <laughs> I've probably read this poem about 50 times in researching this episode and I'm still fine. Strange and unusual, but fine. 
I say that. I'll probably go to sleep tonight and wake up on Hell 7 Mountains beside Tamino poking me with a red needle. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye, Mr. Moonwalker? And as you'll see, I've just included... Look at the size of that neck. <laughs> Remember anyone you said he's Tamino <laughs> six foot five? I knew that was covered at the end. That is it. We'll, red needle neck. Yeah, we'll post this, but Tamino looks creepy as shit and has a huge, huge neck. Like an what, an ostrich or something? Yeah, that is creepy. A giraffe neck even. Ugh. Creep. Now, go back to when that person saw Tamino. Yeah, but did they if know you Tamino saw that in front of you? <laughs> but did they know that was Tamino? Lots of publications of this poem come with this picture. So but it's did very the original? Likely. Or did someone I create this picture? I couldn't the find the original online. I mean, someone could have just drawn this and said it was Tamino, but it's not Tamino. Yeah, because obviously the original is in Japanese and I can't read Japanese. So Tamino. I did try and find pictures, but I could only find certain translations alongside the English. When I was looking at Japanese documents, I couldn't tell what the hell I was looking at, basically. And if Tamino is a little girl... Uh-huh. Could just be a little girl in a kimono that turns up. You've got no idea that's Tamino. Wow. Fucks pokes, you up. Pokes you with a red, the red needle. needle. Your elbow gets sore. I mean, you're sitting there expecting this giraffe neck motherfucker to turn up, and it's it's not. It's that sweet little child. <laughs> Kids are fucking creepy. On that note, <laughs> that's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening to If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on the Twitter. At but it was aliens, or you could look up our private public Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers, linked to the But It Was Aliens page on Facebook. Or if you've enjoyed this more paranormal probe, well, there are a whole bunch of them over at Patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens, where each month we upload a new probe into paranormal but not alien events. That's today's show dusted. Hopefully, Tamino doesn't come for us. So until next time. If you're an atheist, what do you call an act of God? The truth is up there. Hash. Tag. Why is there a bottle of tequila? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what is this witchcraft? <laughs>